Erin, your sister Amy, we've had on the show a number of times, and I've got to say that you two are crazy together. Well, it's better to be absolutely crazy than absolutely boring. Very good point. Okay. Very good point. That's how we live our lives. Now, Amy, <laughs> absolutely. Amy is married to Sean Burgoyne. Yeah. 407 games of footy in the AFL. He is an absolute superstar. He's got a new book. It's called Silk. It's out tomorrow. And how's, how's this? He's here. He's hey. in the studio. Shawnee, welcome in this morning. Good to have you here. No, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Sean, I got to say, mate, congratulations. Uh, Four hundred plus games, uh, so much new job at Port Adelaide too. You must be. Are you sad the career's done? Or are you excited about everything that's about to happen? A bit of both. Um, yeah. You know, I gave it a good nudge trying to play footy forever. <laughs> yeah. You got to retire some stage. Um, but yeah, I'm happily retired now. Um, and yeah, looking to the next phase of my career and starting work at Port Adelaide soon. Can I just ask your boy now? How old are you now, Sean? Thirty-nine this month. Thirty-nine yeah. this <laughs> month. No, he's, right. he's thirty-nine in about two weeks. Right. Not even. Yeah. So <laughs> you're playing AFL football at thirty-eight years of age, which is absolutely phenomenal. How did you keep your body going so well for so long? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, you develop well, probably you develop some some stupid um, habits. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and, and routines, um, yep. which I never. Um, never budge from. Mm, uh, so yeah. probably that. Um, you know, obviously, good mm. wife um, looks after <laughs> me. Does, the, does everything that enables me to, to play footy. But mm. yeah, I've been yep. very, very lucky. You had dropped off your kids yesterday. New school. Yep. Moved back from Melbourne to Adelaide. How did they go? Were they a bit nervous? Yeah, very nervous. Yeah. Well, they'd been doing online schooling for so long now. Yeah. Um, I've spent best part of 35, 36 weeks doing online schooling. Wow. We moved back here now and. Get them back face to face, and they're very nervous. New mm. schools, yeah. Um, yeah, very, very nervous. Very excited putting on the school uniform. Yeah, but very yep. nervous to actually go to school and meet oh, the yeah. new kids. They've been at home school and wouldn't have had to wear a uniform in a long time. Yeah, I know. So mm. they're, they're pumped. They're um, yeah. really pumped. But there was a bit of nerves. Nerves. Shawnee, were you happy to get them out of the house? Yeah, I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they. They're just on their devices all day, every day, yeah. watching, yeah. you know, um, online, um, the, the, all their, you know, seesaw and um, Zoom and, yep. and just mm. doing that every day, you know, it, it creates um, some sore eyes for them. Mm. And um, But yeah, we're happy to get them out and, and mixing with, with kids where they should be learning mm. in, in classrooms. How excited are you to be back in Adelaide, given everything that you've obviously lived through as a family the past couple of years? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, very exciting. Well, it was a three-year trip originally. Now it turned out to 12 years. So, <laughs> wow. And then after the last after the last two years, um, it just became more clear to us that we need to be back home. And, uh, yeah, we're happy to be back here in South Australia with a lot more freedoms and um, living life uh, back, relatively back to normal. Mm. You did come back to Adelaide and you had to spend 14 days quarantine. Uh, Mum and Dad actually moved next door to Rachel and Luke's yeah. house, <laughs> yes. my sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> and yep. Amy, Sean and the four kids were isolated for 14 days. Can you stick around, Sean, because I want to ask you about how you survived 14 days with my sister in particular and four kids. <laughs> no worries. Superstar footballer Sean Burgoyne is with us. Uh, new book coming out tomorrow. Mm. It's called Silk. Silk. It's fantastic. Yeah. The author now. Now, your sister-in-law, Erin, here, uh, she was up to no good while you were doing your 14 days quarantine with the family coming back to Adelaide, four kids. Yeah, well, yes, she was. Um, it was yep. it was actually um, not bad. I hit, I hit the wall at day 10. Everyone else yep. was going fine. I hit the wall at day 10 and... Um, Amy was really nervous about everything, um, mm. whether we could go out the front, how long we could go out the front. If we could yep. go out the front, you know, if we, we had to go get our um, COVID testing, drive through, drive there, drive straight back. Don't leave. So she was very nervous about everything. And, mm. Yes. Um, even, you know, the, the police came and checked up on us as well. Right. They, they call you from the driveway. 
Uh, you, you know when I knew that you'd hit the wall is when I could I peeked over the fence and I could see um, they were all in oodies. Like, <laughs> the whole family. Even Shawnee was in an oodie. Right. I thought, they're struggling. Yeah. Right. And Erin, what did you do? So, uh, yeah, look, Amy was very nervous because the quarantine rules, especially coming back from Victoria, um, they were in mum and dad's house for 14 days. Anyway, it was the day before their 14th day and it was day, day 13. And there'd been some cop cars coming up and down the street, checking on them throughout mm. these 13 days. And I thought, said to Tracy, let's have a bit of fun here. So Tracy and I, right, we were about to go somewhere. So we, we hid in my car. We had Tracy's phone on recording. Yep. And I was on the phone. I turned my number onto private. I called my sister Amy's phone. Just, I put on a male voice. Well, you've actually good. recorded it. Yep. It sounds, this is your voice, isn't yep. it? As you have called. Have a listen. Yeah, g'day, it's uh, SA Police. I'd just like to do a random uh, check on your family. Yeah, no worries. I don't know how she didn't pick your voice. Well, (laughs) I told her I was a police officer and that I was doing a random check and if they could please step out the front. All five of you? Uh, Six of us. Okay, thank you. We've just got a satellite just to track, make sure that you're here, so I just need you to stand on the... On the front lawn, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Sure. Sean, Amy. Amy. Amy's pretty, oh, she's talking to Amy, not me. Yeah, but anyway, sure. Anyway, Amy was like, yep, no worries. Yep, really could hear. She was very right. jittery. She thought, oh, my God, it's day 13. Like, we've got one more day. Please, yeah. you know, nothing go wrong. Anyway, they all come out the house. She was, I could hear them like, yep, everybody, let's go out the front. Here we go. Move them along. And I've said, no, no, can you please come out a little bit? I need you guys to all come on the front yard. There is no uh, car coming this time. We're actually doing it via satellite. Yeah, can you just look up and uh, just wave? Look up and wave, guys. And just look behind you and uh, just know that you've been pranked. Amy's ushered everybody on the front lawn yeah. and I've just gone, can you please now just look up to the sky and wave because the satellite will be watching you um, doing a head Amy. count. And I've got all the whole family looking up at the sky waving. Hang on. So, Sean, what is going on in your head at this point? I said, Amy, I think this cop's full of <laughs> so 400 game AFL superstar is standing. Yeah, 407. <laughs> AFL superstar standing on the front lawn and you were waving to the sunshine. I don't know how much I was waving. <laughs> I'll have to I'll go, I'll go back to the footage, all right? I'll go back to the footage. Brilliant. Uh, well, mate, that is fantastic. Sean, we are so excited yeah. by your book coming out tomorrow. I think there was a little excerpt in the paper over the mm. weekend. It's called Silk, and you do not have to barrack mm. for the Hawks or the power to read this and really enjoy it. Mm. It's a brilliant football story and a great life story, mate. Yep. Congratulations. No, nah, no worries. Thanks for yep. having me. Adelaide. Adelaide. Heart and soul. Change, change With Manopara, my place to shop. Erin and Sodas, write your own check. All right, Olivia's on the phone right now. Yes, uh, Olivia has a hairdresser. Mm. Right. And, well, life has been pretty tough. No. I'm having a mental blank. You're having an I? absolute mental blank. Oh, my God. Olivia, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I've had a really weird day because we were talking about hairdressing earlier um, with Emma and her chop shop, mm. weren't we? Yeah. Right. One Olivia. Segment. Sorry. Right. Here we are. Olivia, you've been doing some DIY, well, grooming, <laughs> grooming. on yourself. We're going to write your own check. Right. Sorry, Olivia. What happened? 
Oh, well, I thought I'd save some money mm-hmm. and I watched a YouTube video on how to style your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, <laughs> completely failed that one, didn't I? Oh, Olivia, what <laughs> happened? What did you do? Oh, I've shaped them so badly. I have one raised up, yeah. <laughs> one over plucked, oh. and they look so bad. Oh, oh you no. look like you're questioning everybody. Yeah, but um, my work colleagues, like when I went in the next morning, they were laughing at me and I catch the train and I feel like everyone's looking at them. No, but I've seen yours, Erin. You've got nice eyebrows. Olivia, I had to invest a little bit in mine because my my pillars were shocking. Oh, were they? I did the same as you. I went went too aggressive, (laughs) too aggressive too early and they didn't grow back, so... Yeah, Erin, yep. you, you've had a little bit of microblading I done. I did, yep, I had some microblading. That's what I need, that's what I need to do. Mm. Yep, and like, you know seriously. what? It is, it is the best. I love it. Is it? Yep, you don't have to touch your pillars anymore. That's, they're done. <laughs> that's exactly, I don't want to touch them ever again. Nah. <laughs> right. I need to know, though, so for mm. people that aren't aware, microblading, essentially what is it? I think, like, I've been investigating. Mm. I think it's tattooing on your eyebrows. Is that correct, Erin? Um, it's a step below tattooing, um, oh. Olivia. So, you know, a regular tattoo gun, you know, yep. has got all, like the proper ink. Whereas yep. a, uh, microblading is, is literally a very tiny blade and they make Ooh. small kind of, it's almost like scratches and then they put pigment okay. inside of your skin. Like it doesn't hurt as much as a, right. well, as a tattoo would. That's, that's what I need. I don't want it to hurt. No, and, and <laughs> they, you know, they put numbing cream as well. So you're, you're Beautiful. fine. Yeah, you're right. fine. Beautiful. Mm. Um, Olivia, well, look, you, you can't get around looking confused or like you're sort of asking people <laughs> questions when you're not. Uh, oh. I, I think there's only one thing we can do here. And- yeah, we're going to write you a check, uh, <gasps> Olivia. We're going to give you $500, all right, to go oh towards getting some new eyebrows, love. <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Good on you, Olivia. Right, now, once you get them get these done, do not be touching anything mm. or experimenting again. No, right? no, no. I've got to stop watching the YouTube video. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good on you. Have well a great done, day. Thank you. Bye. We are, have been speaking about the kids that are under 12 not being able to get vaccinated right now. There is a plan, obviously, for everyone above 12, but mm. nothing for our young kids I'm really concerned because honestly, there's there's really no plan, and I'd like to know just either way is it is it safe for our kids to be just be unvaccinated, living with COVID, or do they need to be vaccinated? What is going on? Because the borders are going to open. Yeah, we'll get it's this coming. when we hit this eighty percent, ninety percent vaccinated. Kylie from Westlakes, uh, how do you feel about this? Oh, Erin, I'm so grateful to you for asking this question. This has been something that has absolutely worried my family. So we are all vaccinated. Um, except for my 11-year-old daughter. So we're a family of five and yep. she's the last one to go through. Mm. And the other day I was vaccinating my, getting my son vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's 14. Yep. And when I was in the surgery there, I asked the question, you know, is it possible somehow to get my Zoe vaccinated? Yep. And because she was underage, I was made to feel like I was sort of trying to bribe <gasps> the surgery and... Like, we just really want her protected, mm. as everyone does. Mm. And yep. 
we just felt like all the eyes of the other parents in the room were like listening to hear what the answer was, but I was sort of made to feel like, oh, you can't ask that mm. type of question. Yeah. 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 And I was just hoping they could give me some information more exactly. than anything about when we could get it mm. vaccinated. Yep. I even said, you know, I know it's free for everyone else, but is there an opportunity for us to be able to pay for it? Mm. Yes. And that was like, no, you can't ask that type of question. God. Yep. Yeah. Kylie, we just want to plan. What yeah, information exactly. did you get? When you ask. Not too much. They said it hasn't been released. We don't know when it's coming. Um, it'll be, you know, you'll hear when we all hear. So I was like, oh, that's not very useful. We want to know what's going on for these under 12. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, I'm with you. I'm worried because there is just no plan. And that's all we really want to know mm. is just one way or the yeah. other what's happening. You know, because yep. like I said, COVID's Thank coming. Thank you, Erin. Thanks for the call, Kylie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Julie from Finden, good morning. How are you feeling about this? I am worried and I am scared for my daughter's health. Mm. How old your daughter, um, Julie? So she is seven. She just turned seven, but she has a low immune system. She has ASD, ADHD, and, um, yeah, I'm just really worried if it's going to affect her health. Mm. And no, and you don't know anything. Obviously, there's no, been no plan. You haven't heard any information. I, I've spoken to her paediatrician numerous times. Mm. No answer. Mm. Right. So no answer as in just saying, look, we don't know yet or they no, want to I don't it. think they want to tell me the answer. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. they don't have it. Yeah. Thanks, um, Julie. Pete from Brompton. Uh, good morning, Peter. Uh, tell good us. Good uh, How do you feel about all this at the moment? Look, I'm definitely concerned. Mm. Um, my twins are turning three in December. We've mm. just had a bout of pneumonia and bronchitis and oh. they were quite unwell. And all I could think about was this, thank goodness this isn't COVID, mm. but what if it was? Mm. Um, they were so unwell. And um, yeah, there's just no answers. Like I've done Googling, it's not mm. really research, mm. is it? Um, and, <laughs> and, and I can, um, from what I understand, is that it, it doesn't really affect children very, you know, young. But yes. there is a chance they could be affected. There are, you know, two, three-year-olds that have been affected. And I don't want my kids to be mm. in that small minority. Yep. Like, I, as soon as it becomes available, absolutely, they're going to get vaccinated because I think that's what a good parent should do. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely something that's um, on my mind all the time mm. because it's, yeah, it's so scary. And my, my family's in Victoria and we miss them all so much, but mm. it's just, yeah what happens when everything opens and while I want it to happen, it's just scary. Yeah, Peter, so like let's just say the borders come down tomorrow. What would you do with your kids then? Would you, you, would you keep them inside till they're vaccinated? How do you uh, feel about it? Look, I've got to live. They go to daycare yep. full time. We work full time. Yep. I mean, mm. yeah, I'm not going to wrap them up in cotton wool mm. and, and that sort of thing, but it's just something obviously be aware of. There's only so many times you can educate your kids on how to wash their hands yeah. and sanitise and all sorts yep. of stuff. Like mm. They will still do what they will do. It's mm. just something I guess I'll probably just become more anxious, really. Yeah. Mm. No, that's, thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you for your call, Peter. Yeah. Good on you, Pete. That's okay. Um, yeah, it seems a lot of people in the same boat. Um, uh, we've just got the thumbs up from uh, producer Rachel that SA Health have just sent a statement through. So we're going to quickly go to news. We'll read that statement next to give you an understanding. But we've also mm. been able to get hold of a doctor. So we're going to ask him a couple of questions mm. just about to find out what happens with the kids. Is there an assumption that because the kids aren't affected anywhere near as adults and the elderly, mm. that once things open that 
they're just going to wait until it's ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yep. know whether that assumption yep. exists, but we're going to try and find out next for you. Thanks so much for your call. Yeah, thank you. Well, Erin, we've been talking about vaccinations for your under 12s. Mm. There's lots of talk about the 12s to 15s, and there's going to be mobile vans and tents going yep. around schools yep. to get kids vaccinated. Uh, we put the call out to SA Health a little earlier about the under 12s. We've just received this statement. It says, SA Health continues to follow guidelines and expert advice of ATAGI, which is the Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation. Mm -hmm. It recommends that COVID-19 vaccination for all Australians from 12 years of age. Children under 12 are not yet eligible for the vaccine. However, international trials are underway. It says we encourage everyone who is eligible to get vaccinated as soon as possible, wear masks whenever possible, Mm -hmm. QR codes, so forth. Stay home if unwell and... So essentially they're saying, the under-12s, there's no plan yet. We're, so we're still waiting to find out. So we're going to wait till things go okay overseas? I don't know. Then open up our borders with the vaccination for the kids under 12? Well, it sounds like we're going to be opening up the, vo- the borders well before mm. there's going to be any vaccination for kids, I would think, because right. they're talking about opening up mm. things in the next month, couple of months when we hit this yep. 80 to 90% vaccine rate. But still, the under-12s, there is no plan, it looks, at this stage. And coming up next, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Norman Swansoda. I'm going to ask him uh, if we should be concerned living with COVID with our kids under 12 that are not vaccinated. We're going to ask him the questions that you actually yep. put to us before 8.30 with, mm. uh, with everyone with those under-12s. We have been talking about vaccinating the under-12s. What's the plan? Mm. Where are we at? Joining us now is a medically, medically qualified man. He runs CoronaCast as well, a podcast. He's an investigative journalist. He is right over all of the COVID situation. Uh, his name is Dr. Norman Swan. Good morning, Dr. Swan. Hi, please call me Norman. Norman, no Hi, worries, Norman. mate. Thanks so much. Great to have you here. Norman, is it safe for kids under 12 years of age to get the vaccination? It won't come on the market unless it is. Right. So that's that's what the regulators are looking at now. So there's been a mm. clinical trial and the, the Americans are looking at the data now. And then when they submit the data to the Australian regulator, the TGA, mm. they'll look at it as well. So there's no way. And they're going to be particularly careful with kids because kids get very, get very mild disease. Yep. So you're only going to vaccinate them if the benefits are worth the risks. Yeah. They won't take a chance with it. Yeah. Um, so if the borders do open at 80%, 90% and the kids aren't vaccinated, even though they're more resistant to it, if you like, there's still that um, danger that they could pass it on, grandparents and that. I mean, we can't actually cocoon kids that are five, six, seven, eight, can we really? No, you mean keeping away from other people? No, you can't, and they're, and they're not anywhere in the world. So grandparents should be immunised. I mean, you shouldn't be fearing that you've got to catch this from your kids. Right. You, by and large, don't. The, the only exception to that is that when little kids, they find that really little kids, uh, babies, toddlers, when they get COVID, they do pass it on. And that's largely because you cuddle them more than you cuddle older kids. Yep. So five-year-olds, you're still cuddling. But let me tell you, as they get older, it gets harder, unfortunately. It gets harder yeah. and harder to cuddle your kids. So you shouldn't fear kids as a source here. It should be more that we should be protecting kids. Norman, they are in, a, in the United States starting to roll out vaccines, I think as of the end of this month, to kids from 5 to 11. What vaccine will they be using and is there one that's safer than the other for kids? So the only one that I'm aware of that is being up for approval is Pfizer. Mm. So it'll be, it'll be Pfizer. Right. Okay. 
Norman, there doesn't seem to be any plans for the kids under 12. We're hearing about the 12s and 15s at the moment, but it's almost like the government resists even talking about these younger ones. Oh, look, I agree with you that um, they, they, don't, they don't want to talk about it. I've, I've looked at Denmark. So Denmark's really interesting. Denmark is doing what we've been doing in Australia. They've been doing a staged opening, and they've been going really well with it. Mm. But they're not worried, and they're not seeing an explosion of problems in young kids in terms of hospitalizations or so. In America, they've got big problems in the southern states because there's so many unvaccinated people yep. that there's a lot of virus going around. Mm. So Amer- America's been a bit of a nightmare. But that's because of huge numbers being infected, 90,000 a day. Um, Denmark's 400 a day. Um, that's what New South Wales is. Victoria will eventually get down to that. And when it hits South Australia, you'll go up to a few hundred cases a day yep. with very small numbers of children. Right. So essentially, your advice is if everyone else is vaccinated, then it shouldn't be, from what we understand, a real problem for the little ones. Yeah, everybody else is vaccinated. Um, you cocoon them. You take care of schools and childcare centres in terms of well of being well ventilated. And then when the vaccine comes, get your kids vaccinated. Righto. Well, there you go. Hey, Norman, thank you so much for that insight. Um, the new book, So You Think You Know What's Good For You, is out, Busting A Few Health Myths. Thank you so much for joining us, Norman. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. No, it was, uh, that was a great insight. But we will stay on top of this. As soon as we know a plan for our under-12s, obviously we will keep keep our listeners updated because there are still a lot of people that are concerned out there. Oh, absolutely. I think mm. everyone is concerned to some degree. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for your calls today mm. as well and for jumping on Facebook and getting yep. involved. We'll try and keep you up to date as best we can. Well, we always love to take your calls, and we've got a call coming up right now because yesterday we were talking about a moral dilemma. Would you sell your dog for $250,000, Erin? No, no way. For a million dollars? family. I couldn't do it. Right. No. Um, there were many, many, many people who would give up their husbands before they'd give up their dogs <laughs> yes, for free. There was a we lot. Heard. There were people that would give up their kids <laughs> ahead of their dogs, and they wouldn't take the 250000 no. But then we got a call from Tanya from Mount Barker. Have a listen what happened. We had a golden retriever. Her mm-hmm. name was Willow. Um, and we were walking in a park. And yes. somebody came up to us, absolutely loved her, um, mm-hmm. and offered us $8,000 for her. What? And we what? took her the up on the offer and <sighs> just told the kids they went to go play with its brothers and sisters. Right. Oh, I'm in shock still. Tanya paid $2,000 for that golden mm-hmm. retriever. And within, what, a year or so, she'd uh, sold it for a $6,000 profit because there's such a shortage during COVID. I can't believe that. You were disgusted. I can't believe that. I couldn't do it. Um, Many, many people were disgusted and contacted us, including Chantel from Ferriton Park. Morning, Chantel. What were you? Oh, good morning, Florida. Oh, could you get Tanya on the line? I'd like to talk to her. Chantel, you don't agree with this? Disgusting. Horrible. Oh, she needs to take that $8,000 and buy herself a personality and conscience. Oh, 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 my God, that's disgusting. Who would do that? Honestly, especially after having it for a year yeah. around her children who have grown up with her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if I was on the phone yesterday when she was on the phone, yeah. I would have jumped through it, I think. Chantel, do you have pets, a dog? Or... I do. I have five rescue cats. Yep. yep. And I have a French bulldog. 
Well, actually, he's my auntie's, but he loves mm. me more. Yeah. But I wouldn't sell him for $10 million. I wouldn't sell him for nothing. Oh, my God. Never, ever, ever. So really? no price tags for any no, of your pets? No, 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 no. Right. Wouldn't sell him, not, not ever. Yeah. Um, Chantel, it's interesting because people need a license to drive cars. And essentially, yeah. when you get a pet, you're meant to purchase your license through the council, aren't you? But there's mm. no yeah. real, um, well, there's no, there's, there's no real measure to even have kids. No, let alone pets. No. So uh, uh, would you ban her from having pets ever again? Oh, I would ban her from having children and oh. pets. Anything. I wouldn't let her breed. Oh, my oh, God. It's disgusting. God. So you're, you're oh, pretty no, upset, no. Chantel. I'm really upset because she had the doggy year. Yep. So that dog's fallen in love with her children. Yep. And then she's just, you know, grip her money. Bring it, bring it. I'll give you my dog. You take it. She doesn't know where that dog was going. I can tell you people buy dogs for dog fighting. Oh. <gasps> If you see dogs on Gumtree, you should never purchase them. Oh, and you should tell not... them not to sell them because they buy them for dog fighting. Oh, I it's hope just... that's not the case, Chantel. It's a, well, me too. Me too. Yeah. But you know what? 8000 she should buy herself a conscience. Oh, um, yeah. Chantel, what's your little French bulldog called or your auntie's French bulldog? His name is Pierre. He's been on your, your uh, radio station before. Right. Oh, Pierre. Yeah, Pierre. Right. Yeah, he's... I'll send you a photo. He's okay. just the best thing. Mm. Right. Best thing ever. I, I have a stray black cat who I adore. Well, let me tell you, I wouldn't sell her for $10 million. Oh. What, a stray black cat? Yes, I wouldn't sell <laughs> Come her. Come I picked her up off the street because they weren't feeding her. Chantel. Um, and she jumped in my car and I kept her. <laughs> what about, what if I gave you 20 mil for your stray no, black? No, sorry, Soda. No <laughs> way. Right. I okay. told my cousin who just had a baby that if I was on a cliff and I had my cat and her son, I'm sorry, I'd have to drop her son. Oh! <gasps> Oh, yes.